Nation! Welcome to episode 16 of the Super Classy Midwest Sports Podcast. We flipped the calendar to March, which means one thing. Let the madness begin! Our beloved Kansas Jayhawks are right in the hunt for their 20th Big 12 regular season title entering the Big 12 tournament next weekend in Kansas City. That's right, Jayhawk Nation. It's March Madness, baby. We are coming to you from our man cave to your man cave. I am your host, Steve Dizzle. With me, as always, is the doctor himself, the hype man. Hype man, how you doing, sir? Dude, I'm doing pretty good, brother. And yourself? Oh, man, I'm ready, man. March Madness is here, and we're ready for some great, great college basketball action going on this week. Yep, yep. You think about it. That's that's about all we got this it is. time of year. So. It is. You know, I watched some pretty good games this past week. You know, as those many colleges had their... Uh, had the tournaments this week, and there was a couple games yesterday that uh, went into overtime, double overtime, you know? Nice, nice. You know, I, I saw some of those that they did go to, like, triple overtime. Looked like some good games. Yeah. I didn't watch them, but I've seen, seen Yeah, seen I didn't watch them. I just watched one sports center and kind of ticker down at the bottom of the TV, you know? And nice. It's kind of cool to get some of that, that love to see those small colleges playing during, yeah, during tournament week and stuff, you know? And I like watching championship week on ESPN because it gives me a chance to – See who I'm gonna pick when it comes to the bracket challenge and all that stuff for well, the brackets and stuff. So, and we'll see. We'll see what happens here. So we got we got a good episode lined up today. I we do. Guess before we get started, we'll we'll do our PC apology for anyone that's uh, easily offended. Hey, we're sorry. Yep. And if you're offended, um, we have a great email for it. That's right. It's we don't care at yahoo.com. Yep. We and don't care. One word. Care spelled spelled with a K. Okay. Exactly. So, yeah. Feel free to send all complaints to that email address. Exactly. And if there's a topic you want us to t- you want us to talk about or you touch base on, donations, yeah. or send us donations, uh, or come and hang out with us, more than welcome to the email for that is midwestsports35 at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on to the episode, we got we got a special guest today. We do. And uh, you want to do our introduction? We do. You know, join us today for this episode. It's a good friend of the show. Big Havoc baseball guru. Not from ESPN. His name's not Jeff Paston, if everybody was wondering. But he's the big lefty who thinks he can drive the golf ball 330 yards all the time, which he really doesn't. It's only 240. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Neely, son, sir. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> happy to be here today. And, uh, you know, every time... You don't swing like you're going to hit it 3.30. You never will. So, uh, you know, you just got to do something to keep it moving. Hey, that's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Either March way. Madness, man. You ready? Yeah. Um, you know, the Hawks are, are in a good position. They get that win today, and, and they, they take care of regular season championship. Yeah. Uh, Big 12 Conference tournament begins thereafter, and then the big dance. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Have you guys ever been out to Kansas City during the Big 12 tournament? I have not. It's a pretty cool experience. I bet. I yeah. Bet. I mean, they close out, like, the Power and Light, and then they close the whole street there right in front of Power and Light, and, well, now it's T-Mobile Center. Yeah, yeah. And they close that up, and they, it's like a big family atmosphere. It's kind of cool. They have, like, full-court basketball and all the vendors and stuff. Yeah, well, so nice. if you haven't made it down there, it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of Jags, like uh, C. Dizzle and myself, that, uh, Definitely did not participate in the family atmosphere and had a good time because there's lots of good times being had either way. There that's is. Right. There is. Right. You know, I tell you what, man, you go down there and all the Iowa State fans are down there. That's all they can do. 
Iowa State fans travel because there's nothing to do in Ames, Iowa. Well, I can get that. Plus, they probably like Kansas City. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not corn grown season in Iowa, so yeah, so there that probably is else. nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, we got we got Billy Neely on the show today. Um, Neely, good to have you back. You know, we're, we we want to talk about something we've been mentioning on the last uh, few episodes, and that's the MLB lockout. Uh, turns out this is not the first lockout or the second lockout, but what, like the sixth lockout they've had. This is oh, actually might be the ninth. Anyways, there's been a lot of baseball lockouts over the years, and uh, Brother Neely's got a, a little little good insight on this. So we brought, we thought we'd bring him along. This is so. the ninth lockout. The ninth, yeah, that's what I thought. So, um, I guess you know we'll, before we get going here. From last time, I believe you wanted to slap uh, the commissioner, which we all agree he still needs to be slapped. Is there anyone else you would like to give a slap to today? Yes. Um, I am tired of NFL players uh, complaining about a new contract when they are currently in contract. So, Kyler Murray, whatever you're doing on Twitter, whatever mm-hmm. you're doing, you know, hey, um, I appreciate the hustle, but nah, bro, time for you to get slapped. Yeah, I agree with that. His man. agent's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he's what? He's placing his demands already because he felt like people blamed him for the playoff loss. Y- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, uh, the problem in his eyes really was he wasn't making enough money. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you get him paid. Maybe you take care of that. Probably not. Uh, I'm glad pat mahomes has been taken care of did you guys see that thing that the washington commanders or the washington football team asked to speak to pat mahomes and get traded to come to washington i'm like come on guys are you guys that stupid like he's not gonna go to washington he wants to stay in kansas city yeah no one should be able to talk to patrick about that i agree what do you guys think about aaron Rodgers segment going on here uh i think i think rogers i don't know he's demanding what 50 million something like that yeah allegedly he's yeah. probably it's probably worth a mini slap yeah you know, he just, I mean, I think he needs to get paid, you know. I mean, he's not going to get Mahomes' money or Mahomes' contract by any means, but he needs to get well, paid. The way Rodgers is going about it is kind of annoying. That's the problem. Yeah. That's why That's why I think he's deserving of a mini slap because it's like, hey, you want to get paid? That's fine. But he's he's being dramatic and kind of like Brett Well, he's, he's got the State Farm commercial, so he should be making money on that. Yeah. He's made plenty of money, but uh, the NFL's got plenty more money yeah. Yeah. trying to get his. I True mean, story. Yeah, he might be. Who knows? He's mad at the team, so he's like, pay me. But I don't know. We got this lockout that's going on. This started, what, December 5th? Something like that? Yeah. Um, not resolved, as we've alluded to in previous episodes. In fact, they've already said they're going to shorten the season, yada, yada. But we want to talk about the the nitty-gritty and the nuts and bolts of what this is about, why why this is happening, and why we're unable to reach a settlement. Because that should just serve second wave again. Sorry. December 2nd? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, on that note, Brother Neil, you want to you wanna – uh, shed a little bit of light on the current lockout situation. Yeah. Um, so the main issues all surround compensation. Um, the, there, there's kind of been, and I, I cannot say for a fact that this is in writing between the owners and the players, but the idea is a 51-49 split. So in most jobs, we Between are the players. So the owners get fifty-one percent, forty-nine to the players. Correct. Correct. Interesting. So in most jobs, uh, we are just a number. We can be easily replaced. 
Um, you know, the next game, next guy might be better. He might be a little bit worse, but chances are they will be able to replace you for the same amount of money they're paying you. Well, all right. Knowing the mentality of, of these billionaire owners, the idea of a, a 51-49 split is probably infuriating. Yeah. Because they don't like to give up money. Right. They, they just want more and more. They want more and more. Yeah. 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 That, that's probably infuriating to them. No. So, so in our jobs... We are a number, but in baseball, they're more than that. Absolutely. You know, you don't go to the big league club, take the family out, spend a couple hundred bucks. You know, you're not doing that to see the minor league team. No. You're not doing that to see the local high school team. You're not doing that to see the local college team. That just doesn't happen. No. So what we're paying for as consumers is we're paying for the guys at top of the market doing stuff that other people literally can't do on the face of this planet. Mm -hmm. So so that's really the debate that these owners who have been successful at stuff outside of business, they they don't want to continue this good faith agreement that, hey, we're going to cut you in for half of that pie. All right, well, the good faith agreement, I can see where the players wouldn't buy into that because that's sort of what happened in the 94 lockout was the bargaining agreement ended somewhere in the season and the owners are like, hey, don't worry, guys, we'll take care of you. And the players are like, all right, well, we trust you. We'll take your word for it. And then it turned out come August that wasn't going to happen and they said, hey, we're just going on a lockout. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I but wasn't, wasn't the big thing in 94, though, wasn't the, uh, the replacement players too? What you uh, had with all – We'll we'll get to that, yeah. There, yeah. there were there were uh, replacement players. I found a list of them online and never heard of any of them. So yeah, but we'll, we'll get to that. No, so let, let's just, let's just kind of recap what's going on right now. So it is all over money. Um, there's this thing called the competitive balance tax, uh, which a couple years ago was just referred to as a luxury tax. So it's like, hey, if you spend more than X number of dollars, you have to kick in even more to the group. That amount you kick in extra. Mm. Obviously, costs you money, could be costing you profits, and it gets distributed to the rest of the teams. Um, so there, there have been very little movement from the owners on the competitive balance tax. They don't want to allow that number to move in line with profits to keep that 51-49 split going on. Mm -hmm. um, and just a, a, a real quick thought on that, um, all these owners crying poor. The Braves are the only uh, team that had to publicize information because they are part of a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. um, so they made made not not brought in they made after every bill was paid they made 106 million dollars last year does that include the world series that, they won that, the, yep yeah. yep so these numbers are slightly inflated because the world series they're they're but point remains they're not losing money no see now i wonder how much i wonder how much every major league baseball team that did make it the world series made after the year they won the series so like the royals i wonder how much they made well they get they get a certain amount i think from the league even. well that's what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. Like, they, they they announced online i don't know what it was though yeah so no they're making hand over fist if they're doing that yeah. right. but but outside of that luxury tax um the the players are saying hey pay our minimum salary guys more money yeah um yeah it is currently less in the MLB than all the other major sports in the in the U.S. So I'm going to go back to the topic of you talking about the uh, the competitive balance tax stuff that everybody's talking about the thresholds. Uh, I mean, the thresholds of 220, 220 million for the first three years of the deal, 
before increasing to 225 and 2025. That's the stuff that the owners are wanting to go and the players aren't agreeing to. Yeah, yeah. You know? So what what the owners don't want to do is they don't want to give up extra money. Exactly. So and what the players are saying is, hey, uh, inflation happens. Like, are you telling me we can't give even get a raise to match inflation? Well, this is what Walker Bueller. He's been. He was tweeting a bunch of this, and he said that exact thing. He says, "Please uh, tell me how what we the players are asking for is crazy. Inflation's inflation happens. Markets rise. Money grows. Ask our owners. They know. You know why would we agree to less than even inflation level income rises? You know, or why would we agree to less than even inflation level rises rises? So you know that's his what he's mentioning there, and he says, you know, it's it's about." It's about. It's not about millionaires versus billionaires. It's about workers versus owners. You know, and and he's like, you know, we're lucky for what we do, but the numbers don't line up to what yeah. we're getting paid. Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally. Sorry, I couldn't. I can't read his tweet. It's. But I tried. No, but <laughs> it's all good. But hey, when we're talking about this minimum salary thing, like on average, it would cost the team two million bucks. So again, the example of the Braves, they made one hundred and seven million. They're asking for less than 2% of the profit to be paid to the minimum salary guys yeah. because not everyone is Ken Griffey Jr. Not everyone is is even Hunter Dozier, okay. who I don't know that we even like as Royals fans right now because he sucked last year. But Hunter Dozier got paid. Um, so, so, so literally $2 million per team is what it would cost to get this minimum salary brought up to where the players are asking. Which is, is pennies to these guys. I mean, if you think about it, you're a billionaire. Yeah, like like if if you're a player, you're, here's your players, and let's just say you you bring in, we'll just say a hundred dollars, so it's simple, and you're you're bringing in that hundred dollars to your owner every year, and that's what he's making money off of, and he's getting rich because it's really billions, and you're getting what two bucks out of that? Yeah, I would say so. And, yeah, and it's like so you get two dollars to make him ninety eight. Yeah, so that that I mean literally goes right in line with the next thing the players are asking for. Mm-hmm. And baseball has a lot of terms and it's really confusing, but arbitration. That is what happens when a player comes to the big leagues, the team has 6 full years control over him mm-hmm. and does not have to give him a contract. However, they go into this arbitration thing after a couple of years. And it's like, "Hey, I got paid 2 million but I demonstrated value equal to a $13 million player. Hmm. So I am saying I need $13 million. Well, you can't do that right away. So when you bust in the league and you're a stud, like we all know Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be a stud. Yeah. Um, currently, Bobby Wood Jr. makes peanuts for the first couple of years under the pre-arbitration situation. Uh, that makes sense why we see baseball players get these really big contracts later on and they don't quite live up to it. Correct, and that's Robinson. a perfect example, like like Eric Hosmer. You know, when he signed with the Padres, what did yeah. he sign a seven six year, yeah. one hundred fifty million dollar contract? Or Robinson Cano signs all that money with the Mariners, or yeah. Panda signs all that money with the Red Sox. You know, sponsored by the buffet, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, so you think of these guys? That makes sense. Why they get these heavy contracts later on? They don't well, live up to it because they've already performed. They just didn't get paid during that time. And I saw I saw an article uh, today when I was reading on. I was doing some research and everything, that the Padres took advantage of the whole salary cap thing. With well, they've having got that a much billion dollar infield, don't they? Yeah, I mean yeah. you got, uh, I mean you got Hosmer at first. You've got uh, what's his name at short, Frando Junior or Fernando Junior. Tatis. Yeah. Tatis Fernando yeah. Junior. And 
I mean, the Padres kind of have a great a great lineup, but oh, they got Machado they in there too. Well, yeah, and they didn't make the I mean, they didn't make it to the to CS last year. I don't think. Well, they didn't. They didn't because the Giants and the Dodgers had such a good year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, all right, this this pre-arbitration salary thing. So what the players are asking for is we get more money when we perform, excuse me, when we outperform our current contract. Huh. So we will experience that with Bobby Wood Jr. He's going to be getting more money. It's not granted to everybody. But what the players are saying is, hey, when a dude comes out and he's a stud, pay him. Yeah. You know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because Just, that's, know- that's the same thing as the NFL. You know, after you get that, what, the first four-year contract? Yeah. The rookie contract, and then they get paid after the rookie contract. Well, yeah. well, here's here's how it's it's currently similar to the NFL, is you are not allowed to re-sign a contract for a certain number of years. So that dude's cheaper than what he should be, which is why the Chiefs, for instance, were able to sign a few more guys that they couldn't this last year because Mahomes was making like five, seven million dollars a year. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, which isn't fair if you you get hurt early yeah. in your career and your career's over. Yeah. Which happens to so many NFL players. I agree. But to play to I like this with the baseball players because, you know, think of all the great Royals we've had over the years that left. You know, for bigger contracts elsewhere. Maybe if we'd have gave them a little more earlier on, there might have been more incentive. We could have built off something. Yeah, but the Royals are trying hardest to keep when when they when that after that fifteen year, they were, they tried their hardest to keep the well, three the three guys. I was Kane, talking more Mustakis and Hosmer. I was talking more two thousands and nineties. All the players we had that were great that we just you know yeah. didn't, like Carlos Beltran and you know right Jermaine like, Dye. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. So w- here's here's a couple of things the owners want, and of course we say everything's about money. There's other underlying issues, which probably money is the root of those issues. And I disagree but, with one of these things. So. So, first thing is the owners want fourteen playoff teams. Um, it's 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 clear that that television revenue and other revenue from the playoffs is greater. The American people have more interest in the playoffs than regular season games. So the players yeah. players aren't keen with fourteen. I playoffs, don't. I don't like the fourteen. ESPN team playoff. said the playoffs, the ratings during the playoffs in the World Series are more worth more than the entire season combined. See, and I'm, I don't like the fourteen team playoff. Why? Why get rid of something that's working for money? For well, I know it's the money, and the revenue, and all that crap. But more games. Stay, stay with the twelve team format. That's what's working. It's going well. Don't get rid of well, the twelve team format. Where with you, the twelve team format, you still have games that are on at like Monday moving, at three o'clock in the afternoon. I know, but if you go to a four, to but if you go into a fourteen team playoff, then you're going into later in November yeah. where you play like a Midwest team, like the Cubs, the Royals, the yeah, Twinkie, the Twins. It's getting cold. It's going to start snowing. Like, yeah. do you want to play? Do you want to play a World Series game and be in? In the stands when it's thirty degrees and it's snowing. No, I know I don't want baseball to. Plus, not, I'm, not at, I'm at I'm at I'm at Arrowhead in November. Yeah, yeah. baseball's not fun to play in the cold. So no, it's not. I don't necessarily think that they're looking at it to extend the season, and and I I think all parties have agreed that uh, getting it done at the same time or sooner would be beneficial. But when you have fourteen teams to make the playoffs, that that is is nearly half of the entire league. Uh, the players are thinking <laughs> We're like the NBA now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so what the players are thinking uh, is if all these stupid. teams can make the playoffs, 
I don't need to field a great team because we all know the best team doesn't win every year. It's the team that's hot at the right time. Yes. So, so, so the players view 14 teams not as an opportunity to create more revenue and get paid more. They actually look at it as games. the owners may try to get away with spending less freaking money. So we can all agree we are against a 14-team play. I, 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 I am at this I point. Am, I'm against the 14-team thing. I yeah. would, I'd much rather keep right. it at 12. Hey, I mean, heck, right. go to 8 if all you right. need to. You know what something else I'm against is the, the National League using a designated hitter. I they, they, they voted for that, and that's going to happen now. That changes everything. I think I think if you're gonna do the designated hitter, it needs to go up both ways. And if they can keep no. it in the national, national league has never had a designated hitter. We don't change that. I I, mean, I agree, but at the same time, it's if if the national league is gonna have American league hitter, I think the American league needs to have national uh, have a designated, designated hitter. But, eight, but what I don't like is when you when you're doing the interleague play, and you're playing at American league ballpark, you're you, not gonna you, have the designated hitter. If you play in an American league ballpark, you should use a DH. And if you're at a national league ballpark. You do not get a DH. That's so, the way it needs to be. So let me ask you this. I don't, I don't like that. Doc, um, you're a major league owner. You've got Clayton Kershaw, and you sign him for $42 million a year, mm-hmm. hypothetically. Yeah. Do you really think Clayton Kershaw should be taking ABs, or would you rather just worry about his arm and not have a sprained ankle or a uh, torn hamstring because he's running to first base? Um, or, or worse yet, Get a hand hit on a on a on a hit by pitch. Yeah, well, we know Clayton does a lot of. I mean, he will like go up to bat. Actually, yeah, you know, he he'll actually bat. I think he's. Just I think he's bump. one. Of the, I think he's one of the best pitcher hitters. Oh, he can in the he, league. Shoot, he had a couple home runs last year. Yeah, yeah. and I know Tony. I mean, of course, showing you know, he's one of the best. But no, Shohei is the greatest. Yeah. I mean, so so, but the point of do you want that high value guy out there um, hitting? Yeah. But then from the player's perspective. Uh, if you do a universal DH, that means that we have one more guy on the roster and we have one more guy getting taken care of. Even if it is a minimum salary guy, which likely it will be a minimum salary guy added. You're not going to add a $20 million guy a year as your 26th guy. But the players at least look at that as, hey, we have one more guy getting paid. That is a win. Yeah. Yeah. It just changes the way the game's always been. Yeah, it does. So, um, you know, talking about changing the game uh, as some rule stuff that's been projected, and this is not totally part of the lockout situation, but this is stuff that is being discussed. Um, The owners are talking about banning the shift, implementing a pitch clock to help speed the game along, and then they're talking about a wide base like you would see in a beer league softball so that when you're running to first. Yeah, that's and, safety bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so that makes sense. Yeah, so when you're running to first, you're not tripping up and causing a collision um, or, or vice versa. When you are sliding, you know, you're not breaking. Breaking a hand or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with the base rule. I think, they're ne- I think they need to do the safety base rule. Uh, for that reason, right there, because you're—I mean, you're going to first base, and you're—I mean, you're hit—you hit a, a bunt down third baseline as a lefty. So, for example, let's say let's say Monesi hits a bunt down third base. He's running—he's running down out of the batter's box. He's heading the first full speed. Well, then he shouldn't be able to dive head first towards the safety base because that becomes harder to tag him. No, but at the same time, he's not sliding. He's going—he's going feet first into that bat. Yeah. He's running all the way through the line. Like they, you're supposed to they do. They have to change other rules around that. I think. I don't think you gotta change a lot of that rule. All you gotta do is just change, just put the bag as the safety bag, yeah. and the first baseman, if he touches the out the outside or inside part of the bag, 
Yeah. Like they do in softball. Well, I guess he wouldn't really have to do much tagging. Either. Yeah, yeah, and that, no, that's unless a, that, it was uh, he's running and you're running towards him at the same time. Yeah, so if, what, if, the, if the base runner comes in, sorry, Neil, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Like if the if the base runner becomes gets in the line to throw or in the line to play, the base runner is out. But if the base runner is running on the outside part of the baseline, like yeah. he should be going towards that safety bag, and it's a bad throw, and he collides with the first baseman. Then that's a free ball game, free game there. Yeah. You know? So what, what your what your rules tweaks are in this is it, the this safety bag is only there on, on first base. It's yeah. not on yeah. second. Yeah, it's yeah. not on third. I agree. First base is a force play. Um, we we're talking in the scenario of hey, I'm taking a lead off and the pitcher's trying to pick me off. Um, the bag that is not inside of the foul line, which would be the regular bag, is the only bag that does matter at that point in time. Yeah. So if you try... It would have to be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're trying to get the outside edge that is in foul territory of the safety bag, you would be out because you wouldn't be Makes in, so, in yeah. line there. So like, and, that's, and that's my question I was going to ask you guys. was So on a pickoff situation, so do you... Do the, I mean, obviously you're gonna still slide on the outside part of the bag. Yeah. On first base. Yeah. So the safety bag will not come into play at all. No, no, be, no, no because it's in be, yeah foul territory. Yeah, right. it would. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. go for that bag, you're going for dirt. Yeah. Right. Now, could a yeah. ball bounce off the safety bag and weird things happen? Like, yeah, there's a million scenarios, sure. but that's not part of what's being discussed. It's like, hey, can we do something to uphold the rule, which. See, Dizzle, you just said mm-hmm. you can't get in the line to throw. You got to stay within the base path. All those rules would still say stay the same. It would just be yep. putting putting that extra bag out there. I agree. But all that is going on right now, if you look at it, the players want their split of the money mm-hmm. that the owners are profiting because yeah. it comes down to a fifty-one forty-nine split. They. That's want, that's all they're looking for. I wonder what the split is now. I guarantee it's way lower than that. You know, I, I see an article here. The average salary in, for MLB players in 2018 was four and a half million. You know, and they have the most strenuous schedule in far as games and the length. You know, 162. Yeah, that's that's the hardest. They consider it one of the most challenging sports to play because of that schedule. Not to mention the way the game's played and how good the pitchers and the batters are and what you have to do to maintain at the level to be good. I mean, it's it's really it's really interesting. They actually say in all the entire world, um, in 2018, baseball players uh, were the third highest paid sports behind uh, basketball uh, and cricket. And then it was the MLB. Interesting. So the NFL I think, I think right we're seeing a, a bit of a – disparity there across sports where players clearly aren't getting paid what they're worth and the owners are just walking away with with billion dollars you know you think about it if i'm bringing you i'm bringing you a hundred million dollars a year i'm asking for a little piece of the pie yeah you know definitely give me me more than 10 percent. i agree on that 100 give me at least 10 percent. i don't know I don't feel bad for billionaire owners. I, you know, I don't think any of us normal folks uh, have too much sympathy for them. Nope. But let, let's so let's talk about why we are in the situation we are right now. And of a, of those nine strikes or lockouts that have taken place in years prior, I think the most relevant to right now is the ninety four ninety five situation. Yeah, absolutely. Because all the other lockouts, really, no games were missed. It was all it was all. Uh, preseason, spring training stuff 
that was they they were able to figure it out. But '94 was different in the sense that that was a lockout that went on for like you know 300 days. The yeah, only the, longer lockout than the '94 MLB one was well, the NHL lockout in 2005, where they canceled the entire season. Correct, and there actually have been um, games canceled. Please fill us in on that, C. Dizzle. Uh, well, that, you know, back in 1972, when the first lockout actually happened, uh, they canceled 86, 86 games that year. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, shoot. Okay. and then they, and then the owners conceded after 13 days. You know, and then um, they took some time off after that. But then in 1981, they canceled 713 games. Oh, really? Uh, because the MLB players, so the Major League Baseball Associate Players Association, went on strike after games on June 11th, and games didn't assume until August 10th. Wow. Now, just to put that in perspective, we're not talking how many games were missed out of the 162 in a season. That is how many games were missed because for every one game, yeah. there is actually 15 games taking place. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then, of course, you got we're, we're talking about the 94 stri- the 94 strike. Uh, they canceled 938 games plus the entire postseason and yeah. the World Series, where everybody watches the World Series yep. and yeah. everybody watches the postseason. Yeah. You well, know? The, the, I think the problem with that was the aftermath of the impact that had on baseball yeah and yeah. how that really put a bad taste in fans mouth and people quit going to games quit watching it you know after that 94 lockout uh where the expos were were set to win their first world series in yep. theory yeah um not only did they not win that world series but that started the downfall of their franchise which no longer exists but after that lockout it, which is uh, now the washington nationals right yep, the nationals your 2019 world series champions um, attendance went down 20% the following year. TV ratings went down drastically, and uh, some of the TV networks even lost, didn't even renew their contracts with baseball after that. And, and my fear is baseball's numbers are already kind of low compared to other sports. My, my fear is that this lockout will have you know even more of a detrimental impact on that. Yes, it, it very well could. But I think the reason why we're in a lockout now was because back in 94, we were in a similar situation. Yep. The collective bargaining agreement was 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 expired. Yeah. But the players decided they wanted to go ahead and play, and the owner said, you know what, we don't upset the cash cow. Let's let them keep playing. Well, these talks didn't go well. Nope. And it was August 11th, which is about 110, 115 games into the season. Um, the players said, screw it, we're out. Well, come August, baseball is getting pretty intense. Yeah. Um, you know what else <clears throat> happened in 94 that they didn't do this time? is that the, the players allowed for a federal arbitrator to come in and, and yeah. manage that. And this time they said absolutely not. Yeah. So so the players have like learned from 94 what they did wrong there, and they're trying to not do yeah. that now. Whereas the owners also have, and they're saying we're not going to allow the players – to let us get halfway through the season and then say screw say, it, screw it, right? Yeah. So, which so because Major League that would Baseball be really upsetting. Well, Major League, Major League Baseball is already hurting. I mean, this is become this is coming pretty, you know, with the pandemic. You yeah, know, yeah, oh yeah. So COVID this really hurt baseball. COVID, numbers. Oh, yeah, and now they're going into this. They're going into this now with the, with this lockout and everything. So, I mean, Major League Baseball is taking a big hurt with this right now because with the pandemic 
happened in 2020, and now they're on the strike two years later. Yeah, and then they're using fake baseballs to hit home runs late in the game. Yeah, and exactly. Then they're doing weird things. We're going to start uh, extra innings with a runner on second base. That is still so weird to me. Yeah. That's like something you do in gym class or like when you're – you're a little kid playing ball with your friends, you know. Ghost runner on second. It's like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know seven if you guys, inning double headers. Yes. Yeah, it's just, I don't know if you guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this or not or heard about this, but uh, I mean, not just Major League Baseball hates Rob Medfred. Manfred, everyone hates him. But uh, a couple minor league teams from the Northwoods League games uh, don't like him either. Uh, the Kamikaze Growlers and the Bismarck Larks. Released a statement because there's uh, they're a minor league team. They said that basically with the MLB lockout and team owners have shown only interest in money, not providing baseball for the players and fans. They're ruining baseball because all they want to do is have a financial gain and no fun. Well, uh, minor league players get paid so little they've had to band together. And what baseball is wanting to do is they're wanting to eliminate a lot of minor league positions. Because they're now saying, "Hey, you guys got to at least pay these dudes something, and you got to at least give them room and board." Yeah, and, and and a tweet uh, from the Bismarck's Twitter, they said, "Since the MLB lockout began in December second of twenty twenty one, it's been clear that MLB Commissioner Robert Manfred hates baseball and he hates fun." Yeah, that's what people are saying. You he, know, he wants to bring in computer umpires too. In twenty eighteen, your average minor league player made one thousand to three thousand dollars a month. That is that that's is not, terrible. Not very much, especially if you got a family or anything. I mean, you're you're so on like, the, you're on the road and you're barely getting by. So Neely Neely sir Neely's son and I went to a went to a Storm Chasers game last summer, and we watched uh, well Montesi was playing when we were watching and. Yeah. Uh, oh, up in were you in Omaha? Yeah, we were up in Omaha for the we went to the U.S. Senior Open last summer and that's cool. Uh, so we we caught the Omaha St- Storm Chasers, which is the AAA affiliated baseball team for the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. And we watched, you know, we watched Montesi. We watched. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Who was the who was the pitcher that we wa- that we saw? Jackson Coar. Joe, yeah, Jackson Coar was pitching. Yeah. And, that's cool. Like. And and we had we had really good seats, you know, and we're just like I was looking like Neil and I were talking about the game, and it's like, how much do you think these guys actually get paid per game to play? Not much, you know, and a thousand to three thousand a month, somewhere around there. It's not much. The, no. the, the minor league players have really tried to come together and demand more, and and when you read about what they're getting, it's not much. Exactly, but, but they also have the shot to make tens of millions of dollars if they are able to get up to the next level. Yeah, right, absolutely, right. And they get they do get an opportunity to do something really cool. Yeah, you know, play but, baseball. And play yeah, a bunch of, bunch I, of I know. Fans, I, if so. you're gonna pay me one thousand, three thousand to say I played in the minors, I would take it just to be like, yeah, I played in the minors. I mean, that's that is pretty cool, you know. <laughs> exactly. All right. Some so, itch, yeah, uh, sorry. All right. So, some interesting stats about the '94 season before the lockout. Baseball was actually really going well in 94, and, and people were excited. Uh, Frank Thomas won the MVP in the AL for the second year in a row. Jeff Bagwell ended up winning the MVP in the NL. We all remember old Bagwell in the batting stance. Oh, yeah. You know, he he won it only because of the lockout. He actually broke his hand right before the lockout and probably would not have been MVP because he wouldn't have finished the year. So right. he was he, that worked out for him. Tony Gwynn you know, had a chance to bat over 400, which no one had done since Ted Williams. He was batting 394. Um, and heating up when the season was called off. Um, 
Another guy, Matt Williams, who played for the Giants, was on pace to perhaps tie uh, the home run record. Um, Roger Maris has 61 home runs. He had 43 home runs with 47 games left. So, you know, he didn't get the chance to do that. Uh, Griffey had 40 home runs that year and was off to a great season. He goes, man, he goes, we, we picked a bad season to have a good year. Um, you know, the Rockies were having a record-breaking year with attendance. They had 57,507 fans every game. Um, and then another interesting, Dave, Dave Winfield was traded to the Indians right before the lockout in exchange for money. Uh, but, they ended up being a lunch date. But because of the lockout uh, – it was it was exchanged for like a player to be I think is what it was and right. some money but because of the lockout that never happened and basically the deal went down over dinner and the guy the Indians coach uh, bought the uh, the Twins coach dinner and so it was like he got traded for 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 lunch know, for like a steak dinner or something Damn. yeah yeah yep. so I think that's that's kind of funny but yep. they tried to bring in replacement players that's how the owners the owners got ballsy and it, that didn't work. Um, Canada has a law where basically you can't bring in replacement workers, which that's actually a really good law. So it didn't work out for the Expos. And then there were some other cities like Baltimore and a few other places that had the same thing. And they're like, we're not, we're not bringing in any, any uh, replacement workers. So that didn't work out. So Yeah, um, let's hope we don't have to go there this year. Um, I, I, I mean, realistically, uh, this is going to go on for a small period of time. Um, hopefully we don't miss too many games. Uh, let's talk 1995 when they resumed, they ended up getting 144 games in. Yeah. So That's hopefully, hopefully we can get to something like that. Yeah. Um, because you know, uh, it is baseball and there's nothing going on in the summer. Yeah. Uh, cause I don't see myself watching too much NBA no. and hockey is enjoyable, but hockey is not the same well, as I mean, going got, out to the ball yard. It's not, but we, it's I mean, not. we got, we got the majors for golf. We yeah, we do. Well, we, want, we want baseball. And, we do want baseball, I agree. But. And you know what? We want to be able to watch the Royals um, without it being so challenging. Yep. The Valley Network has made it hard to watch them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's a whole another ball of wax, yeah. but it so is So speaking, speaking of Kansas City, you know. you know, and What's going on in Kansas there's City? There's something big going on in Kansas City next weekend. You know, we got the Big 12 tournament coming around. And, you know, the Big 12 is starting to shake up here. And it's going to shake up here tonight uh, after KU whoops that butt against Texas. You know, KU takes care of business. They will be the number one seed going into the tournament. They will. They're going to have to take care of business. Yep. That's for sure. That is, de- that is definitely for sure, boys. You know, but you know, it's, I mean, Tyreek Hill got paid today. Yeah. So congratulations, yeah. to Tyreek. Glad to see he's going to stay. Four year, hundred twenty. Four year, twenty one point two five million dollar contract. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Average. So, average. Contract. Okay, so all right, and I know we've both talked this off the air. If you get a wide, another wide receiver, do you get him out of the draft? Or do you go get Allen Robinson, Mari Cooper, or uh, Juju? Juju. Who do you get? Well, I like Juju. Um, I'd really like to get Debo, but I know his name wasn't in the mix. But I'm a, I'm gonna say what I said last week. I trust Veach. Yeah, I I'm, trust. I'm letting him do his job, man. I, I would like to get I would like to get Juju just because he was there before, you know. But yeah. I don't mind getting Mari Cooper too. Nearly. Uh, what do you think, sir? I'm all down with Trust Veach. They need to get somebody in free agency. They need to get somebody in the draft, both. Um, hopefully they give Pat what Pat needs, and uh, we go back to the promised land next year, boys. Yes, sir. Let's get sign time on Matthew. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I'd like to see that, too. Yes. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm really excited for next week, though. You know, in this yeah. tournament. Yeah, the Big 12, 12, baby. It's time yeah. for, time for yeah. March Madness to begin. Yeah. Hey, hey, do you, do you, you guys hear that? that? 
What is that? Is that the war cry? Doc. Let the madness begin, Rock Chalk!